Hey everyone, welcome to the Shook But Not Shaken podcast presented to you by Highland College Ministry. I'm Autumn Seacat. And I'm Drew Humphrey. We are so grateful that you're joining us for the third episode of this podcast, and we hope that you've enjoyed the first two episodes. Um, if this is something that has been helpful to your faith or just you love staying connected to your Highland Church fam, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you won't miss out on an episode. So Autumn, what is up? How have you been? Um, why don't, first of all, maybe you should tell the listeners who you are in case they don't know you. Okay. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Autumn Seacat. Like I said, um, I have been working for the college ministry for the past couple of years now. Yep. I started when I was um, an intern as a sophomore, as a discipleship intern, and then I'm now the girls associate, and I freaking love Highland College Ministry. It's been the best part of my college experience. Um, but I just graduated, got married to Graham Seacat, who is the best guy ever. Shout out. Um, and then started True at Seminary, and I'm still working for Highland. So, yeah, that's, that's me. First semester at Seminary has been kind of weird. Uh, half half there, half online. Yeah, it's yeah. been a little weird. That I mean, makes... everyone everyone understands with that's like right. WebEx or Zoom. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, so how's Shelter in Place been for you and Graham? Y'all been doing all right? Yeah, it's been good. I miss everyone, but it's been fun. Good, good. So, yeah, I feel like I was thinking about this before we get into our topic today. I was thinking, like, Shelter in Place as a society, you know, like we, I feel like we've gone through these phases. Like for me, there was like the, the sadness, like right after spring yeah. break, like, you know, when we found out that like, you know, college ministry and college itself was going to power down. That was a lot. It was a lot. And, and I think, I think some of us even went into like sort of a mini depression, you know, for like a few days mm-hmm. of just like what we didn't expect, you know? And, uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, we kind of snapped out of that. And then I think what snapped a lot of us out of that was maybe a tiger King phase, <laughs> you know, it just kind of came right so at the true. right time. And then there was this, after the Tiger King phase, there was maybe like this ultra productive phase, you know, for me, like I was thinking about it, I was like, I was raking the leaves like five times a day, mowing the lawn, fertilizing, reading books, like doing all stuff. And then, and then you just kind of get bored. I don't know, like it was like books where it was hard for me to just like keep powering through rakes, you know, raking leaves and books and, and you kind of get to this weird stir crazy place. And I feel like that's where we're in right now. Like I'm in this weird, you know, stir crazy place where I just like drive to Chick-fil-A you know, for, for a Dr. Pepper, just cause I want to get out of the house or also, because I'm bored for anyone who's not aware. Drew has just gotten done with FM 72. So he's literally just gotten done with being busy. Um, this is how productive he is that now he's already bored. So I just need uh, to make that true. clear. He's a very was, productive person. It was a busy last few weeks, but I'm, I'm, I'm always the kind of, I'm a goer kind of person. But the other day yes. I was thinking like, what are some of the weirdest things that we've done? Like what, you know, like sometimes I think we like almost graduate into this weird stir crazy place. Like I'll give you an example. Yeah. I was driving the other day and, and I was driving and there was a person driving in front of me, you know, a safe distance away. Not like I wasn't too close to them. And I was kind of like, I wonder what that person driving in front of me, I wonder where they're going. Like, what if I just followed them? Like maybe, <laughs> like maybe I should just follow them. Oh not gosh. like in a creepy way, but just like, you know, maybe they're going to the store or yeah. maybe they're going to their job or to the house or, you know, just like what an adventure this would be. And then all of a sudden, I, you know, within like, you know, maybe 30 seconds, I realized like that would be really like, you know, creepy and, and possibly yeah, like even if illegal. If you did that, I would call the police. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like, thing. Yeah. They might have noticed, you know, that I was following mm-hmm. them. So I obviously didn't do that. But it made me think like, what are the weirdest things or like the most abnormal things you've been doing? So what, what's something you can tell the listeners maybe that you've been doing lately yeah. because of this? No, I totally understand what you're saying. I definitely have been in that like stir crazy spot and I've talked to a lot of people I know who are as well. Um, definitely Graham is in a stir crazy spot. So we decided to go to Louisiana just to like actually be outside. My family has lake property there, passed down from like the That's great, fun. great grandparents um, the- down in Louisiana. No offense, Louisianians. Mm. Um, and 
we got really into fishing oh. so like got up at 6 a.m went fishing um yeah it's just like the most random thing because like i don't even really necessarily like being outside yeah. very much You're like a houston girl you yeah know, it's, it's like true. concrete jungle you know yeah and then you go outside and did you catch any fish or like what happened i actually caught a catfish white perch nice sunfish we had a fish fry so you even ate the fish no what? we really did wow. it was we went all the way that's awesome. And there was something about eating the fish that I caught that kind of like sealed it to a sense of completion. Oh, yeah. From that point on, I was like, nah, I don't really need a fish anymore. It was already, just like, I did what it. I came here yep, to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now I'll just go to like Joe's Crab Shack or yeah, you know, yeah. Long John Silver's or something, you know. Yeah, like, Long John Silver's for yeah, sure. Exactly. Keeping so, it in business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we need to, we need to remember Long John Silver. Yep. So, so, all right, we'll go ahead and transition on that subject. So, we'll, <laughs> we'll go ahead and transition to our, our topic today. Autumn, why don't you give us an idea of kind of where we're heading for this podcast episode? Yeah, so like we've been talking about, I mean, I think there's been a lot of really great time just to kind of rest and spend time with family, um, spend extra time in the Word that we've all wanted to have, just this extra time, some extra, you know, snacking time, putting on some few, some, a few pounds. Right, right. Maybe I'm speaking for myself, but, you know, it's true. Um, but I think for a lot of people, myself included, there's been some really hard moments or there might be some to come. Um, and I feel like in those hard moments, I think a lot of times as Christians, we feel like we have to be happy all the time or at least act like it. Um, and while I think it's true that we're supposed to be full of joy and like rejoice in the Lord all the time because that's all throughout scripture, I don't think that necessarily means we have to lie and say we're happy or doing okay when we really aren't. Hmm. So is this something that like you felt before yourself or, you know, like this idea you just mentioned that you needed to be happy all the time in order to be a Christian? Is that something you've gone through? Yeah, I feel like the interesting thing is, like, I literally can't remember a time that that's been preached from a pulpit. Like, I grew mm. up with my dad's preaching, and then now being under John and you, a lot of times, like, everyone has actually done the opposite of that. They've been very, like, bring whatever you have before God and be real with him, um, like, because he wants the good, the bad, and the ugly. But I feel like regardless, this is something I've always struggled with, because it's like, I mean, I should be happy. Jesus died on the cross for my sins and right. has given me a new life, so, like, I should be someone who is constantly happy because I have eternal hope in Jesus. But I think a lot of times instead of like dealing with feelings of fear or doubt or insecurities when those come up, it just kind of like sweep it under the rug um, because I feel like, you know, we need to be happy or whatever else. But right. I feel like I'm not alone in that. Um, I actually literally had conversations with two people this week who mm -hmm. kind of talked to me and they were like, yeah, in the midst of all this stuff, I feel like I've had trouble with like doubt or mm -hmm. fear or whatever else. And um, something I've really had to just like think about is like actually processing that instead of just being like, no, nah, I'm happy. It's fine. I'm, you know, everything's right. all good. So yeah, I think it's really important. Yeah. And I mean, especially in these days, I mean, I know you had even mentioned a couple weeks ago, you know, you were just like, eh, you kind of got into this zone of like you mentioned, just, I don't know that I'm like happy. Like what if this, what is this season we're in with coronavirus and does that make me less of a Christian? And I think all of us, yeah. like I mentioned, even jokingly the the phases of, of the last month, you know, we kind of had that depression phase, the small little sort of like sadness and like, is that okay? And yeah. what do we do with that? And then of course you've got all these people who are listening, you know, some of them might be a freshman who, you know, their freshman year, the end of their freshman year was stolen away from them. Maybe they had just joined an organization or maybe they had just started to find their friend group um, and that was taken away from them. Or maybe someone's been planning to go to summer camp, you know, for months, you know, maybe they've been going to camp every summer as a, as a counselor and this was gonna be a great summer and maybe that's up in the air now. Or maybe on the other end of the spectrum, they're like a senior, you know, who 
you know, the, the last three months of their college experience was just essentially stolen from them and graduation and DIA and, and all the fun things and just the, the memories that are just kind of taken, maybe even their jobs. You know, I know some yeah. people who like their whole job plan just basically fell out, you know, whether it was an internship or a residency. So, I mean, what would you say like, you know, to these people, why, why do you think it's so important for people uh, to be real with God right now. And instead of like you were just saying, sweeping their, our feelings under the rug and just hoping that like when the season's over, like those feelings are going to go away. Like how do we yeah. be real with God? Um, kind of going back to what you're saying about like kind of what I was going through. I feel like I had a bunch of these emotions that just kind of piled up, like kind of feelings of insecurity of like not being good enough or feelings of just kind of doubt or question of like, mm-hmm. why is coronavirus even happening at all? Like, why are we in this season? Um, And I think I was just kind of trying to suppress it, which is why I'm really like interested in this topic right now of like, does God want us if we're not happy all the time? Mm. Because like what's so important is realizing like God wants you like as you are. Mm. And I just think it's so important for everyone to know that right now, like seniors graduating or people who are like having doubts or questions, like he doesn't just want the best version of you, but he wants all of you. So like, what does that mean? Like while we were still sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Mm. And like, that's so important that not once we'd gotten ourselves into the right attitude or like of being a happy Christian all the time, did Jesus die for us? Like while we were still sinners, Mm. while we were still upset, while we were still doubting. And I genuinely think that like one of the most important questions people should ask themselves right now in the midst of doubts or insecurities or fears or whatever is, can God handle it? So what what about that question? Like, why is that question so important to you? Yeah, I think it's so important because when you ask yourself if God can handle your doubt, your fear, whatever it is, I think it gives you the freedom to be honest with him, knowing that like these things aren't going to make him love you any less. And that because God actually wants a relationship with you and not just a happy, happy robot, he can Mm. handle these things. Yeah. So obviously like that's a really good sounding thing, you know, like, and it's like, Oh, that sounds good. And I want that in my life. And that sounds like autumn knows what she's talking about. So maybe there's some scriptural kind of foundation, like lead us to the word. Where, where can we see some of these ideas in scripture? Yeah. I think it's all throughout the word, which is again, why I'm not really sure why this attitude is in my head of like needing to be just happy all the time. But yeah, there's a lot. One of my favorite passages in the Bible is the the shortest verse actually. And it says that Jesus wept. Um, It's in John 11, Mm -hmm. right after Jesus's friend Lazarus dies. So Jesus, our savior wept. um, And it's because he knew what he had lost here on earth. But of course he's Jesus. So he Mm -hmm. raised his friend up from the dead and like, it didn't stop there. But it reminds me kind of of another one of my favorite verses, um, Hebrews 4 verse 15, which says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. And I love this verse because it reminds me that Jesus gets it. Like Mm -hmm. Jesus wept and the fact that he can empathize just shows me like he can empathize with us in our doubt, our grief, like literally whatever it is. Right. Um, There's another passage I love. Drew, would you be down to read Isaiah 53 verse three? And it's like a prophecy about Jesus. Yeah, yeah, right here. So Isaiah 53, Isaiah 53 verse three, uh, it says this. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one from whom people hide their faces. He was despised and we held him in low esteem. So once again, it's just like so like evident to me that Jesus, our savior gets it. Right. Like he it literally says he is familiar with suffering and pain and grief. And there's like nothing that you can bring to God that will surprise him. He gets it. He can handle it. Um, 
And Drew, I just have one more passage. Yeah, let's go for it. Let's do it. Okay. One more. Um, So in Matthew, the last words Jesus says on the cross is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And I've always wondered when I heard that, like, Jesus, were you not trusting God? Um, Mm -hmm. Did you really think that God had left you? Like, what's going on in this? Like, you're dying on the cross for us. Why did you say that? And at some point, I don't remember who or when, but someone pointed me to Psalm 22, which literally starts with the same phrase, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And if you never read it after this, or maybe right now, just pause it, go and read it. Um, It was like Jesus, it's all about Jesus. It's kind of another prophecy about him, like I said earlier about Isaiah. And there are a lot of people who think that Jesus was literally quoting this exact Psalm when he was on the cross. And so if you have that in mind and you stop it and you go read it right now, it's crazy whenever Mm. you just see how it's everything is true about what happened they could even like pause it right now and read psalm 22 psalm 22 okay cool and okay we're back hopefully you know you paused it so the psalm starts with that where he's just like my god my god why have you forsaken me like i'm a man who's scorned and rejected and all these things and it's just continuing on in agony but something i think is so important about it is that it just doesn't stop at the place of agony like instead of staying in this this state of agony and just, God, why this? Like, why have you forsaken me? Why have you left mm. me? It turns then to complete assurance. Right. And I'm going to read just um, verses 22 through 24 from it. And it says this. I will declare your name to my people. In the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him. Revere him, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not despised or scorned the suffering of the afflicted one. He has not hidden his face from him, but has listened to his cry for help. Well, that's awesome. And I, I love the uh, the connection there, you know, from the Old Testament to Christ. And of course, to the to the most ultimate moment of, of suffering, you know, for anyone with Christ on the cross. And I even think about just like, I, I love that you took us to the book of Psalms. Because when I read through the Psalms, it's almost like, this these psalmists which most of them are david you know but yeah there are multiple ones it's almost like they're constantly ping-ponging their emotions you know it, i mm-hmm. mean they've seen god do these amazing things for them you know and yet they still they go in and, and they some of these psalms like i think of psalm 77 you know where it's like the low point rises up to the high point it's almost like a shift a pivot happens within a psalm sometimes it doesn't yeah. ever happen like it's just like i'm struggling i'm mad at you god where are you god show up you know and it, it's almost like in behind the scenes in the prayer journals of these like, you know, God, these people who love God, but they're still struggling. And I think it's important for us to see that not only in these people in the old Testament or in the new Testament, but even in Jesus himself, like he's calling back to those moments. And, exactly. and I really like that. And, you know, you've talked a lot about happiness and it just reminded me as you were just talking right there that when I was in college, we, before pastor John came, we had an interim pastor his name was Dr. Charles Davis and Dr. Davis was like 85 years old. Wow. I mean, literally we had to install these railings on the side of the, like, if you look at the life center stage, you see railings to walk up. We installed those for Dr. Davis I did not uh, know that. Wow. and it was amazing. He was there for a couple of years and led us through some hard times. But one of the things he, he reminded me of is that, you know, so many of us are looking for happiness um, and, and instead of aiming our lives at joy, you know, yeah. and there's a big difference. He, he broke down the word happiness you know, it starts with that root word of hap, which, you know, you get in like happenstance or chance, you know, you can kind of keep breaking down the word of happiness into happenstance or chance. And it's such like, there's so many variables involved in quote unquote being happy, you know? And I think for a lot of people listening to this, like 
maybe most of our life we've just been happy, you know? Yeah. And like not a lot of hard things have happened to us, especially if you're like at a big university and, you know, things are going well for you. And then all of a sudden, like everything changes, not just for you, but for the whole world. And it's just, just a good reminder that like we need to aim ourselves at joy but even aiming ourselves at joy, like we, it means like we can struggle with happiness. Like happiness exactly. might be lost in the midst of being filled with joy, this like eternal promised thing. And so what do you think are like some of the biggest takeaways for people? Maybe some people who are struggling, you know, to be happy, like they're trying to be joyful, but they're not necessarily happy. And, and there's all this yeah. tension of like this. What are some of the like biggest takeaways for people as we're looking, you know, towards application here for our listeners? I feel like there's kind of a lot that, that this can like, apply to but one thing just going off of that of like finding joy instead of happiness like what you're talking about is kind of just like remembering like you said that God loves you even if you're not feeling that happiness Mm -hmm. and like that literally you know Paul says to um to rejoice whenever you face trials and persecutions because it's like the testing of your face that um you know what I'm saying anyways but I just wanted to say too like as Christians, like we aren't supposed to constantly just stay in that cycle. And so I think an important thing is realizing Mm. like God loves you when you're not happy. He loves you when you're upset. He loves you when you're doubting him, when you're honestly, when you're angry at him, he Mm. never stops loving you. So just to realize that you can just sit before God and say, Hey God, I am really upset about this. or I'm really struggling with this and knowing that he still loves you and you can take that to him but not just stay there. Like, cause I think it's important to say too, in this conversation that like, as Christians, we aren't supposed to just be constantly angry. We're not supposed to be constantly cynical right. or bitter or just like upset because we, we should learn how to rejoice and hmm. be joyful. Like you said, um, it's not all about being happy, but one thing that I just really think we should take away is like Jesus gets it. He empathizes. He's acquainted with grief. Like all the passages I've just read, right. he'll love you through it. Um, but like in the passage in Psalm, um, that I just read. It's it's so important that we don't just stop at our feelings mm. because feelings can change all the time. You know, right. someday I'm happy, one day I'm not. It's raining outside, so I might be a little less happy now, right, whatever. Right. Actually, to be honest, I like rain better, yeah. but that's just a personal, you know. Um, but just to like take those feelings before God, submit them to Him, and then take time to like think about what is true and to spend time thanking Him for what we know to be true about that's Him. Good that he loves us, that he promises to bring good out of evil situations, that he cares for us. There's so many truth in scriptures. So follow the questions that you have or the doubts, whatever, with the truth of what you know about God. And then just spend time thanking him for what he's done for you. Like, I think those are so important because it helps you to not just stay upset, to move past that. Like in Psalm, you move past it and you Mm -hmm. can say like, Lord, no matter what's going on, I trust that you're going to bring good out of this. I trust that you're doing things. Um, something that I've done even recently, like I talked about how I was kind of in one of these funks of just like not feeling good enough, not feeling whatever upset. I literally, (laughs) I read the book of Job. Um, and some people kind of like stay clear because it seems to be just pretty depressing, Right. but read the book of Job and it was so therapeutic for me Hmm. because it's just a man who has these questions and these doubts and anger toward God. And then at the end, he's just bringing these to God. He's just asking him why. And at the end, God responds. And I love that. He doesn't just leave Job in that state. He responds to him. And I literally spent time writing out the questions that God responds to Job and asks him Mm. and just answered them as if I was Job and just like put myself in a posture to just kind of hear from God in that. 
And I would totally recommend someone doing that. It was awesome. That was good. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, and Job is, is a great example for us right now. I mean, if anybody doesn't know just the story of Job where like basically everything is removed from Job's life. I mean, even to the extreme of his family and his livestock and his health. I mean, what an interesting, you know, parallel and connection that we have in this yeah. time where everything that we thought was sort of guaranteed to us, you know, as it relates to normal life, you know, is now five or six weeks removed from any of that existing in our life or most of that existing in our life. And that's a really good challenge to, to, to go there, to read that, you know, I mean, it's, it's not a short book, you know, spend no, some time. Yeah. We've got extra time on our hands right now to spend time really marinating in it, not just reading it, but I love what you said, just journaling through it and, and really responding to those questions and letting God kind of speak to us. And, and that, that's really good. And, and I, I think maybe just as we wrap up here, it'd be important uh, for us to just notice that I think when, in terms of before this season that we're in, we can really mask our struggles or, or even like our less than happy moments with just like more churchy things, yeah. you know, or more friends or, or more, you know, exercising or, or whatever we like doing. But even those spiritual things, like I can go to more CGs, I can join the Bible study, I can, you know, really lean in during worship and go to vertical on Monday nights and I can just like overdose on Christian community, you know, and, and the truth is, is that's not a possibility now. You maybe can stream or Zoom like every night of the week or something like a, a service or a gathering or, you know, a CG or something like that. But but it's really not the fullness of that. You know, you can't truly mask that or cover that up. And in a way, it's this great blessing because it just, it makes us get back to God, you know, yeah. and just be like, I'm not going to like put something in between me and you that like kind of buffers the like weirdness that's going on. But like, I just need to get in my room and close the door and open up, you know, the Bible and pray and get on my knees and just really wrestle through these things, just like the psalmist was doing, just like Job was doing, just like even we saw like Jesus was struggling through these certain things uh, because he was 100% man, 100% God, um, that we can look all over scripture and see these examples of people who just got into it with God. And as you put it, God could handle it. Like God yeah. welcomed it, you know? And I think we've just gotten so used to just like going to church and just like getting through hard seasons by just like doing church that this is a good reminder for us to just like, have we missed God in the midst of it? You know, have we just sort of detoured around like dealing with it and yeah. seeing if God can handle it? And so that's awesome. So, hey, thanks, Autumn. I'm glad you could share, you know, some recent stuff and some things in your heart. Any last words or anything that you want to, you know, encourage people yeah. with? I think the last thing I would say is just no matter who you are or where you're at right now, bring that to God. Like when you stop listening to this podcast, just get out your journal, um, pray and just ask God, like, where am I at? Like, take a moment to look in the mirror and think to yourself, like, do I trust God? And mm -hmm. is there areas where I'm doubting? Is there areas where I'm just full of fear? And then just bring him to God and know that he will love you and that he'll walk through them with you. It's awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Autumn. We miss you guys around yes. Highland and uh, we will, we'll be back soon, but until then we'll stay connected on podcasts and, and online and on Zoom and all those things. So cool. Love y'all. Love y'all. Well, we hope this podcast has been encouraging to you today. Do something that Autumn said, open up your journal open up your Bible, go to Psalm 22, go to Job, do something to interact with God, be real with God. He can handle it. We hope this is encouraging you today to spend time with the Lord, not just to go to church, but to spend time with God in relationship. We want to tell you about one thing that's going on in our ministry. 
Typically, every Sunday morning, our college students gather around tables at something called College Connection. And of course, that's been taken away from us in this COVID season. But we want to invite you to one last College Connection online through Zoom. It's going to be Sunday, May the 3rd at 1 p.m. Central Time. So not the normal 10 a.m., but 1 p.m. Central Time. And the reason is because we know some of you are in different time zones, and we know that some of you will want to go to a specific gathering that morning on the, on the Highland live stream. So join us at 1 p.m. Central Time. We're going to open up the Word together. We're going to have fun. We're going to play some games through Zoom. We're also going to honor our seniors. So if you know any seniors who have been a part of our ministry, make sure that they're at this, at this College Connection Zoom stream. The way that you can get the link to this is by texting Highland CM. That's Highland CM to 97000. You can text it right now. Text Highland CM to 97,000. I'll leave that info in the episode notes as well for this podcast, but we want you to join us. So go ahead and text that now so you can get the link information and join us on May the 3rd at 1 p.m. for one last college connection. Love you guys. And remember that you may be shook, but you're not shaken if you're in Jesus Christ. Have a great week.